Welcome to TTC for Success on the Go. This is Arish. I'm actually back in the car again, which is where this podcast originated. And that's why we call it TTC in the, on the go. Um, no, I'm not driving at this moment. But as I pulled into my driveway, I was inspired by something. And that is human connection. This is a week of family gathering and celebrations related to our traditions and our connections with others, right? The whole spirit of Thanksgiving came from gatherings, right? We had two clans of folks, you know, your Western European folks coming in and mingling with the First Nation um, citizens of this wonderful country. And that itself was a miracle, right? Because they didn't think they were going to make it through the winter. They didn't think they were going to be able to even get along and break bread. And they did. And that is legend of Thanksgiving. Okay, so now... We have that opportunity to do it with our own. (laughs) I don't know that it went that smoothly for you in the past or it will go this year the way you wish. Why do we always have horror stories about that human connection, that time with family and friends? Why does there have to be drama? Let's back it up. Let's talk about connection. We've survived COVID quarantine. We had to live in little caves by ourselves, right? And with our immediate family members or household members, that was challenging for a lot of us. Why? Well, think about it. Sometimes the way we cope is to get away from, right? Just getting in the car and going shopping or going to work or going to school, that gave us a break, you know, from those relationships. You're stuffed together. You don't get a choice. So what about the holidays? These are usually people that you don't see all the time. Or if you do, you've known them for a very long time. So it shouldn't be a surprise, right? But it always happens. We fall into this trap where there's something in the relationships that trigger us. And it's awkward. There's nothing worse than eating delicious food and not being able to swallow it because your throat is tight. You know, you're fighting back tears. Your heart is pumping. You're feeling flushed. Those are trigger signs that you're upset or uncomfortable. So let's look at this in terms of how we deal with relationships. Do we put up barriers? Do we have difficulties with some level of connection? Or is it the opposite? Are we a little too free with our connectivity? You know, are we assuming that everybody's jolly and cool and hey, sadate? And do we walk into that horrible puddle of family resistance. I really question sometimes what my role is in the family, but lately it's become diplomat. I want a holly jolly Christmas and I want my Thanksgiving pie to be the most beautiful crescendo of the evening. But man, there's been too many holiday where that pie just sat on the table because everybody exited as soon as they could. That's sad. You want the connection. So How hard are you willing to work for it? For example, when it comes to kids coming to the table, you might have to do a little front-loading with them, right? Nanny and Pup-Up and your cousin Jojo, they're going to be at the table. 
these are a couple things I need you to be aware of. We're not going to open our mouth while we're eating. We're not going to talk about things that come out of our body. You know, set the limits in terms of what you expect for them and practice it a couple weeks before or days before the actual meal. Now, you might have to prepare your kids for some of the things that might come out of your relatives or friends' mouths. Everybody's got that crazy um, grandpa or uncle with no filter who says wild stuff at the table. It's pretty funny to the teenagers, but for the little kids, it can be terrifying because they're like, what is he saying? So that's another area you got to front load your kids on. Okay, so now what about the older people in your life? What about your significant other? What about your teenage customers who are going to come to the table? How do you prepare them so that this relationship exchange can be beautiful? Well, you level with them. You might even try to consider some kind of an incentive. Like, hey, if you can pull it together and you could sit at that table for 20 minutes while you're chewing and you need to take a break... Within 10 minutes, that's fine. You're going to come back to the table within 15 minutes. You got me? I will make it worth your while. There's that new game you wanted. We'll talk about it. Whatever it is you need to do to get them motivated, you want to pull those out. Pull that deck of cards out. Give your kids a chance, though, to exit. It's not fair to have to be sitting there where maybe the discourse gets uncomfortable. Maybe your kid's shy. They may have anxiety or depression. And they're being like badgered by people. That's stressful. And if you're a kid, you can't say, hey, Aunt Susie, yay, Uncle Uncle Joe, be quiet. You know, Go back in your car and go home. You can't say those things. So they have to sit there and take it. Now, who do you think they're going to take that out on? <laughs> you, the next day, and all those terrible tantrums that will come afterwards because they're ruminating on how they were made to feel uncomfortable. Now... The happy family opportunity is just to simply sit down with folks, eat the meal, maybe laugh about some old funny things that happened in the past, and everybody says goodnight and they go on their way. That that would be ideal, right? Your kid might be the odd kid who doesn't want to come out of their room. Or maybe they can only really stay at the table for about 15 minutes. And now you look like the bad parent because your kid is the only kid who doesn't want to sit there the whole time. You might have to front load your family members of what to expect of your child. Um, one of our moms, and she'll know who she is when she hears this, you know, it's like, do my family members understand that my child is autistic every day of the year, even on Thanksgiving and Christmas, which means them coming out to the table and being part of that celebration is not part of their culture. And we laughed and said that, you know, the Federation of Autism celebrates the holiday the next day by themselves. And that's funny to us because we work in love with these kids. You know, we love these kids and we understand how they function. But but the other family members who don't get it, they're looking at that kid going, what in the heck is wrong with him? You know, what's wrong with him? Why is he not sitting at the table doing what he's supposed to do? We have to figure that out and how we're going to communicate that with our family. You might get some advice that you didn't ask for. And lately, the strategy that I've been offering folks is to just go with it. If they tell you something that sounds ridiculous, you've already tried it, you know it's not going to work, just patronize them for that moment. You know what? That's a wonderful idea. I like it. Great. Thank you. Wow. You've put a lot of time into thinking about this. I welcome you to come back and help at any time with my baby. I mean, yeah, it's a little sarcastic, a little snarky, but it'll definitely shut it down. Because you know darn well they're not going to come back to your house the next day and help you with that child when they're melting down. Mm-mm. Nope, they'll be ghost. 
So in that moment, don't stress yourself about it, you know? And if you need a timeout, you need to be able to have five to 10 minute breaks in between the lulls of family engagement because remember, your relationships are at stake. It's okay. NFL players get water in between plays, you know? Marathon runners are handed oranges, for God's sakes, when their energy gets low. What's to say you don't have a PRN box of chocolate in your bathroom? Go stand in the shower. Shut the lights off. Ain't nobody going to know you're in there. Pop a few chocolates. Come back smiling. Do what you got to do, you know? Um, But really take inventory of how you're feeling. We do have all sorts of tools that we provide for your children in terms of knowing your zones of regulation and whether you're in the red or you're in the green Hey, moms and dads, maybe you need a zones of regulation to know when you're starting to go into the hot spot and have a safety plan of how you're going to walk yourself out of it. We could do anything for you if you ask, but I know that this is something that most of you crave. You don't want to be isolated during these times. You want to connect. You want to be with those people that are special to you, even if they can be kind of obnoxious. They're still part of you and your identity and your community, right? So, You got this. Thank you, folks.